morning all. Yeah, so um, just to reiterate, um, great to speak to you today about uh, the fact that we're listing uh, the ETF, the RCAP uh, ETF, um, and just to reiterate that it is a strategy that's been around for 15 years. The fund has been in existence since uh, 2008. Uh, so this is a long-term investment track record, uh, and I think you'll find that it's, uh, it's done fairly well in both uh, absolute and relative terms uh, over that period. Uh, just some background, Resolution Capital uh, has been in existence for 25 years. We started out focused on the A-REITs. We were originally part of the Lend-Lease MLC uh, business, and from there we sort of learnt the trade, if you will, albeit uh, my experience goes back a little further. Uh, in fact, uh, broking, uh, where I was, of course, the, the kid on new kid on the block, and so they gave real estate to me because nobody else wanted to do it. Um, so Resolution Capital's global real estate security strategy, uh, some important things to highlight um, that we're not relying on one, uh, uh, one star PM, in fact, or a fallen star PM. Uh, we actually have four PMs, four portfolio managers managing the portfolio. Um, it's important that we don't, uh, we're not an index hugger, a, a, a copy of the, the index. We've got a select uh, portfolio of about 40 to 50 real estate platforms um, in some of the world's outstanding real estate markets. And the way we look at it, it just happens to be listed. We've got an opportunity set of over 300 uh, securities uh, that we can invest in. And uh, trust me, you know, it's funny, if I mention global equities, people can rattle off countless names um, that they feel comfortable with. If I mention global REITs, there's just not that familiarity. And so for us, it's uh, all about us doing the hard work, identifying what's a pretty dry area. Let's uh, not uh, kid ourselves. We just try and identify what we think to be outstanding real estate platforms that are capable of generating long-term wealth accumulation. It's also important to note, you know, uh, through my whatever years, 30 plus years in the industry, I've learned I don't try and predict um, uh, events. We just try to focus on extraordinary real estate platforms um, with robust balance sheets uh, and outstanding management teams that are capable of managing and adding value through the cycle. And that's critical. It's adding value through the cycle. Um, so, the portfolio, honestly, the choice that we have and the quality is so uh, far superior to the A-REITs. It's not to say that there's not some examples of outstanding real estate platforms here in Australia, but again, the opportunity set in uh, globally to invest in a whole range of different types of real estate, whether it's um, uh, self-storage, uh, healthcare, uh, data centres, um, uh, logistics, uh, traditional retail, but also within retail, there's, there's actually very good retail that, that exists, uh, office buildings. Um, uh, we're talking about life science, which is obviously also a, a fantastic area. And the other one, which again, we don't really have an opportunity to invest in here, but which is pretty simple, straightforward and fantastic is residential. I'm talking about residential for rent. So we can invest in residential markets in Europe, in US, in North America, Japan, Etc. And these are long-term rentals, so uh, really outstanding, uh, high-quality real estate, very stable. And I'll get back to that because there's been some pretty interesting developments there. So it's a, a, you know, look, it's a fantastic opportunity to get diversification. But of course, that diversification has to come. Uh, it's not diversification. You have to have the right fundamentals, and that's what we're, I guess, pleased to talk about today in a in a market that obviously is experiencing some pretty extraordinary circumstances and and is effectively a very distorted market. So this is the sort of market where I think diversification is truly worthwhile, it, given uh, there's so much going on. 
And so what we've got is the ability, as I say, to, uh, to, to invest in real estate that has pricing power. So look, going back, when I started out 30 years ago, it's interesting, inflation was running at high single digit. Interest rates were in Australia 15% plus, uh, and yet real estate was still able to deliver uh, competitive returns. And the reason is uh, because it was acting as a hedge against inflation, because in some markets it had pricing power. Now, bizarrely, when inflation evaporated uh, and interest rates came down, the narrative in the industry, of course, changed that it's a yield play. And this has been a dangerous thing that the market has sort of caught itself in, in promoting REITs as a yield play. We think that's a nonsense. The narrative all of a sudden is now starting to turn back to it's a hedge against inflation. Real estate is a simple investment. It's about supply and demand, right? If you don't have good supply and demand dynamics fundamentals, you're wasting your time in any environment, high inflation, low inflation, high interest rates, low inflation. You've got to have the right fundamentals. And, the, and, and what we're seeing or what we believe in is, is to focus on cash flow. The vehicles that generate the most amount of cash flow for the least amount of risk tend to produce the most competitive returns. And what we believe it's all about location, location, preservation, right? So we're looking for real estate where there's more demand from tenants and limited supply that are backed by strong balance sheets so that at the wrong point in the cycle, you're not forced to sell the assets, give the assets away at a, at a, at a discounted fire sale price or raise equity at a deeply discounted price, which impairs your investment permanently. So we try to avoid those sort of uh, highly leveraged vehicles that ultimately uh, come a cropper. Uh, and as I say, what we're trying to do is identify and affect economically relevant real estate. Now, what I mean by economically relevant, well, we all know the secular trends that are going on, whether it's the digitization, e-commerce uh, that's going on in the economy, housing affordability, a massive theme, obviously, the aging population and health. We've got over 65% of the portfolio exposed to what we call beds, sheds and meds, right? So beds being the likes of residential, meds being uh, senior housing and uh, life science, sheds being a combination of logistics, self-storage, et cetera. Now, these are enjoying fantastic conditions today. To give you an idea, the residential REITs that we're, we've invested in, um, uh, they're currently generating rent growth, rent growth of about 10% per annum. Now, that's feeding, most importantly, you've been reading articles about this just recently. We've been talking about this for six months. This is now feeding into the inflation dynamics that we're experiencing right around the world. And this is not going to go away anytime soon. They've just sent out rent increases to tenants for the, the year ahead, and it's also running at about 10%. So if anybody thinks that inflation is going to fall off a cliff soon, it ain't going to happen. Perhaps towards the end of the year, but absolutely we're seeing a very important component of inflation is staying very sticky. Occupancy rates are 96, 98%. You can't, there's just not enough uh, production of residential. So as a consequence, the good news is that what we're seeing is that there's limited amount of construction and, in, and construction costs are rising. So in other words, your replacement costs, which drives is a key generator in rents, that's increasing. We've got an economy expanding and vacancy rates are, say, a low to moderate. So we've got very good supply uh, demand fundamentals. The REITs balance sheets are generally, not in all cases, but certainly generally in pretty robust shape. They've been, one of the great things is despite low interest rates, most of the REITs haven't been sucked into over leveraging on low interest rates. They maintain very strong balance sheets, which means they're not going to be forced to sell assets or raise equity if the, the you know, things uh, turn faster than expected uh, for the worst. 
And the other thing that's out there is PE, private equity, the Blackstones, et cetera, have been raising copious amounts of money. They're ready to pounce. They want the public market to come back. They're trying to talk it down because they know it's such great real estate, they want to buy on the cheap. So that's the backstop um, uh, as we see it. So look, um, what do we invest for? We invest for, as I say, long-term wealth accumulation. We don't try and um, uh, predict the unknowable, un unknown unknowns. Uh, we just try to invest in quality, some of the world's best real estate that you may not be familiar with, Alexandria, Derwent, London, uh, Equity Residential. Um, you know, it's a, it's a fantastic list that, uh, as I say, if, I'd love to share some store, stock stories so you better understand the quality of what we're investing in. But trust me, these are, are fantastic opportunities for long-term wealth accumulation. So thank you. Thank you.